Welcome to the Global Child and Adolescent Health Podcast from Melbourne Children's Global Health. This podcast is a series of conversations with leaders in research, education, and global child and adolescent health. These conversations place children and adolescents at the center of sustainable development. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast has been produced, the Wurundjeri people, and pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Today, we will be discussing the World Scabies Program, or WSP for short. This is an initiative of the Murdoch Children's Research Institute and is dedicated to reducing the burden of scabies in children in their communities using public health approaches. Scabies is the third most common neglected tropical disease, or NTD, with an estimated 455 million cases of scabies every year globally. Scabies can lead to devastating health outcomes. Infected skin sores can result in life-threatening conditions. WSP was established with funding from the Macquarie Group Foundation and builds on decades of research by MCRI around scabies control. The program works with local governments and partners to translate that successful research into practice by implementing large-scale public health programs that can benefit the whole community. WSP is currently working in Solomon Islands and Fiji to implement National Mass Drug Administration, or MDA, for scabies. MDA is when medication is offered to every person in a district, province, or country, regardless of whether they have signs of scabies, to reduce the overall burden of disease. And today, we have a special guest with us to discuss this, the progress of this program in Solomon Islands, where the first national MDA has almost finished. Oliver Sakana is the team leader of the soon-to-be-established NTD, or Neglected Tropical Diseases Unit, in the Ministry of Health and Medical Services in Solomon Islands. Oliver has a long history of working with NTDs in Solomon Islands. He has implemented programs for trachoma and soil transmitted helmets, or STH, and has been the leader of the implementation of the Scabies MDA in Solomon Islands, with the support of WSP. I would like to welcome Oliver to this podcast. Welcome, Oliver. Just wondering if you could start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Ministry of Health how you kind of got to this role, a little bit about of your background. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Sarah, for having me this time. Um, as Sarah, you mentioned already, my name is Oliver Sokana, and I'm working in, in the Ministry of Health for almost more than 30 years now, I, should, I think. Um, and uh, I used to work... Uh, in the in various public health programs, including the clinics, as being a nurse, I worked in um, so many clinics around the country. And uh, later, I became the TB coordinator in one of the provinces, and then later to the Ministry of Health uh, since 2005. Since then, I. Uh, worked with the Ministry of Health headquarters, and then after that, I became the National Eye Care Program Coordinator. Um, and then uh, since 2011, and then since then, I worked very much on on uh, more more focus on trachoma control program within the National Eye Care Division. Trachoma is one of the entities, and Solomon Islands is yet 
has yet to to establish an entity unit. So some of these uh, activities on entity diseases that exist in the country actually came through me. So that is where I actually find myself into this very interesting uh, part of the work in which I work until today. So um, <clears throat> we currently having some good progress uh, since since we started. And some three years back from today, we had a very good collaboration with um, the World's Campus Program uh, through the Mudok Children's Research Institute, uh, MCRI. And so now we work on uh, SCABIS program. So that's how I find myself into the program. And uh, it has been a very exciting and uh, very fruitful um, engagement with our partners, especially uh, MCRI at this very, uh, up until now. Great. Thanks, Oliver. And I think you've worked with a number of NTDs now, right? That's trachoma, mm, yes. um, STH. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the 20 NTDs uh, that uh, exist globally, we have six in total. One is, I mean, one is Canvas, yours, uh, we have trachoma, we have STH, and uh, we have uh, dengue fever and leprosy. Uh, at the moment, leprosy is under the, uh, a separate unit in which uh, it's under it's combined with TB control program, where I used to work before. So I have some experience on uh, uh, leprosy, and the dengue is currently under the vector-borne diseases. So the focus of NTD program in the in the Solomons is on uh, the four other entities, which is. Uh, Scambis, EOS, trachoma, and um, STH. I think these are the mm. diseases that we are currently having them in our programs. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, so as as we know, uh, scabies can have quite devastating effects and is quite prevalent in um in Solomon Islands, but with the right strategies it can be controlled. Can you talk a little bit about scabies, the scabies challenges in Solomon Islands and how it affects people's lives in the Solomon Islands? Yes. Uh, as you rightly said, scabies affects the life of people in, in many parts of the world, especially also in, in the Solomon scabies has been a problem for so many years. Uh, when I was a little boy, I used to experience myself having scabies around me. Um, and then so I have some bad experience with scabies before. And when I see people having scabies now, I can recall what I have before too as well. So in, in Solomon Islands, scabies is so much everywhere. It has been seen in many parts of the country. There is no specific way of determining which part of the country has scabies and which part has not, because we can see scabies all around the places, especially it affects children who attended school. And so many times it actually disturbed them. Apart from being a health problem, it has affected the lives of people in so many ways. Uh, there are people that um, they just feel about, uh, they were stigmatized and all this, 
social issues of uh, scambies actually affects them. So we actually see that. And um, the management of scambies in the country also an issue as well. Until such uh, until a time in which we have this collaboration, and so um, we began to see some uh, improvements. We began to see some way forward in which we believe we can manage this um, public health problem uh, among our people, especially the children in which they were badly, I mean, highly affected at the moment. Yeah. And in sort of before WSP and, and the work that we've been doing the last three years, what was some of the challenges associated with managing scabies in the health system? People have different way of looking, seeing scabies. Uh, much much of the time, uh, I mean, the, the way I look at it is that um, people don't think that this is a health issue. That's what people do have. They think that it's something that they can live with, they can uh, get away with it. And so without realizing that it has some serious consequences at the end, because, you know, scambies can cause serious um, implications, I mean, uh, uh, complications like uh, uh, nephritis or heart, uh, rheumatic heart diseases and all that. So these issues. So just recently in our meeting last um, about two years ago when we started this program, and then um, we mentioned about, we tried to put forward our uh, the treatment of ivermectin and uh, permethrin into the uh, essential medicine list in the country. The leading physician of the uh, the National Referral Hospital actually admitted that he has seen lots of kids with uh, rheumatic diseases in which he believes very much on the complications is coming out from scabies. So <clears throat> these are the issues that we actually faced with that we really need to identify and then move forward on how we can manage. Before the management of scambies, there is no active uh, way of collecting information. There is no active way of establishing information that can lead us to actually develop a, a guideline in which to manage scambies in the country. In general, the treatment of scambies, we use um, benzal benzoate. So the problem with that is that the compliance of people is very challenging, one thing. And so when people get this um, lotion, uh, they actually did not apply it as directed. So that is one thing I observed during my career. It's a bit of a challenge, not just on the treatment, but how to actually manage it in general. Exactly. So that's where we came to establishing... Um at the SCABIES program. So just briefly, you know, over the last three years, we've worked together to do a prevalence survey and now implementing the Mass Drug Administration uh, under the World SCABIES program. This We are just almost at the end of finishing our Mass Drug Administration across the whole country. So that's giving medicines to every person throughout the entire country, regardless of whether they have SCABIES. And you have been, Oliver, a key part of our team leading this implementation. Can you talk a little bit about the Mass Drug Administration and how you feel it's gone so far and how the communities have sort of their, their reaction to this program? 
Thank you very much, um, um, Sarah. So yeah. before I actually go into this um, uh, MDA, mm. I just want to acknowledge that the fact that uh, we, we actually conducted a survey in 2021 in which we actually established the evidence of having scambies in the country before we actually move into this MDA. So the, the, the proportion of uh, people that have scambies in the country is around 23%, which is really pretty much high. The rates is from 4% to 70% or 72%, which is uh, something that we really need to address this strategically in order to actually uh, achieve our goal. The MDA is a step forward in which we, we began to do uh, last year after identifying the burden of scabies in the country. It has been a very exciting undertaking. We've seen a lot of good participation and good response from the public. Although we have some challenges at the very beginning, especially on planning, how to actually estimate or how to actually identify the activities that uh, will help us actually move forward because it's not an easy, I mean, it's not a small uh, population that we want to achieve. It's it's a big population, it's a national population. At the same time, it's diverse uh, geographical location of this population is really much challenge. So it's a challenge in terms of costing, in terms of, uh, uh, moving around to those places, reaching the people, reaching the population is all about that. And also, at the same time, we were in the midst of the pandemic as well. So it's it's an, a lot of uh, issues that we actually faced with. Uh, good news is that despite of all these challenges, we move ahead and then we managed to reach the end. We're almost there now. We managed to um, complete every province except one that we almost, uh, we, we, we're about to start. We continue to monitor how they move. We continue to check with them and they are ready also to start as well. So we are hoping that by the end of this month or towards end of early next month, we should be able to complete all these tasks. It was a really an exciting thing to see that a lot of people actually move uh, positively they receive the, the effect of the, the benefit of this uh, treatment because lots of people actually see what Scambis is doing, how they were affected with Scambis. The families, individuals, they have Scambis in them. So when they get the treatment, they actually see the effect. So it helped them. So they actually want to get it. Even now, we, as, as, as I speak now, people are, keep on asking keep on asking for the treatment because they actually want to get it done for them. That is the thing that we, we really look into. So we are hoping that um, we, we will reach our target. We will reach our target and we try to work out and see uh, as we analyze the data, we try to see um, which provinces or which settings we, we need to get back to them and do some kind of a mop-up Get, in, get back to the communities and then do the treatment for them, or otherwise we we need to complete that so that we can complete that and then um, get some good achievement at the end. Yeah. And and how have the communities res- responded to the treatment? And, and have you been able to, do you feel that we've been able to reach 
children and women and most people in the community? Yes. So as I mentioned, that we we had a very good response from people, actually, yeah. especially in the remote uh, rural areas. When yeah. we move in there, there are lots of people actually move forward for themselves and then, then bring in their children, then bring in their families, and then they want to collect the treatment. So that's that's a good sign of people move positively. We have some challenges in, in urban settings, especially in Honiara. You know, the population in Honiara is a working population. So that is where we need to identify a good strategy so that it's it's one of the settings in which we want to get back and do a mop-up in there. So that is a little bit of a challenge in, in Honiara, but uh, in the provinces, we, we do get a good response from the public, especially those ones that comes from the rural areas. Yeah, it's been a great effort. It's lots of positive responses. And you mentioned, Oliver, some of the challenges we had with COVID. So maybe you can just talk briefly about maybe how the pandemic did affect our ability to implement the mass, the MDA for scabies and and how it sort of affected the way we do these kinds of programs. So that is um, something that's it's really, really um, exciting. And we, uh, for me, I, I learned a lot of experience with this um, a pandemic, especially during the time in which we actually roll out this MDA. We start to feel some kind of a pressure when we started this, when we conducted the, the survey. You know, there are lots of stories about pandemic. The vaccination is was not accepted by many people. When our team, for example, when our team called into the villages, the community were very reluctant. Some of them, they want to shut them away because they think this is a, a, a COVID vaccination team. So after some explanations with them before they actually accept it. So those are the kinds of things that we, we see. So the information about COVID actually have some uh, uh, impact on the MDA and the rollout of the SCABIS program. Um, fortunately, with our effort and the support of our partners like MCRI, the Live and Learn here in the country and uh, the WSP team, we work together and then we move forward and then we're able to address the challenging issues that we faced with during the COVID-19 uh, mm. pandemic in the country. We were somewhat worried about how people would react because of that hesitancy around the vaccine, but we, we've had, had a good response, haven't we, since... Yes, since that time. So, so. so it's, one good thing is that uh, we we have no um, severe adverse reaction on the drugs that we actually use. Ivermectin uh, that we we treat people on. So that is one of the advantage of our intervention at the moment. Yeah. Given the fact that people get it and then um, they just see the positive uh, outcome that cabbies actually go away, so they just come for another dose. So that's that's a good outcome of the MDA. Yeah. So can you can you think of any particular success story from the MDA that stood out? I believe very much that we will achieve what we want. <laughs> so I hope that uh, apart from reaching the target of uh, 85% uh, at least, we 
uh, will be able to see a reduction of scambies in the country. That is one thing. The other thing is that uh, with this program, we we had a lot of support from the Ministry of Health. The ministry actually recognized the this kind of collaboration actually makes some improvement to the health system as well, because we currently address what has never been addressed before. People actually had problems with scabies and now we address it so that it, it, it does indicate some kind of improvement to the overall health system. That is one thing that I want to uh, mention here. It also would uh, show some positive way of, I mean, we actually practiced so much talk on uh, on uh, integration, but this program actually, you know, we, we have so many diseases like uh, EOS, scambies, STH, trachoma is there. So, but when we talked about uh, NTD, we just integrate together. We implement things and then it becomes one. We achieve one common goal for the same people. We attended the uh, same group of people. So this is something. So the ministry actually see the benefit. Uh, the people actually see the benefit. And so we are on the right track. That's that's my, my observation at the moment. Yeah. And hopefully people will continue to seek treatment for scabies. As that's a result, exactly. Huh? So uh, with, with uh, our... Um, the current uh, treatment protocol is now the uh, availability of um, ivermectin and permethrin in the essential medicine list, EML, and that will enable the country to procure uh, these drugs, and then they can be available at the clinic level as well, so people can have access to, especially to permethrin, in which can be uh, prescribed by nurses who worked in the clinics, and uh, the ivermectin can be available at the second level medical stores. And so doctors at the medical offices of those second level medical store can prescribe and give to the people that they need it. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so we're coming to the end, but just first before before we go, just wondering if you can talk a little bit about your future plans within the Ministry of Health, particularly around NTDs. I know there's exciting news that we're be- that NTDs are becoming a unit. Can you talk a little bit about what what's the plan for the NTDs in the future and yeah. the sustainability of, of this program? So I'm just so excited to say that uh, the Minister of Health has, is now moved forward to establishing this NTD unit after we struggled for a couple of years. Now we are able to see ourselves in the process so we are hoping that uh, in 2024, the Ministry of Public Service will now have entity unit exist in, in the structure of the Ministry of Health. Process is now with the executive and they're just ready to, the, all the paperwork and all the documentations is now done. And so it's now ready to be presented to the Ministry of Public Service uh, sometimes before the end of this month. As soon as it's with the public service, then uh, we will be just waiting to uh, prepare all the need, work that we need to do to have this unit exist and function in next year. Our future 
direction, we'll now focus on what we have now started. So the three, the, the four diseases that we have, uh, I mentioned uh, AOS, uh, scabies, and um, STH, and um, uh, trachoma will be in the, in the central part of the acti uh, activities or the plan of uh, NTD program. While uh, leprosy is still with the National TB Control Program, we will still continue to monitor how information is going on there as well. So we have still some discussions with them at the moment. The other one, dengue, is currently with the vector borne diseases. We will also be discussing that and see how the things will we will uh, communicate together and then integrate together in some areas. We will be um, re uh, working on the, we haven't wrapped on NTD uh, policy or guideline in which WHO provided the support. And then uh, that is an unwrapped at the moment. And so we will be uh, having a meeting later on this year. We propose it for September. And so we will invite our partners together and then that will be the time we discuss about the way forward for NTD. So based on that uh, plan, we should be able to work on and see how the um, NTD program will continue. And so our, our immediate response at the moment is to, to continue with this, uh, what we are doing at the moment, the MDA. And then we finish this MDA, we should be also doing a follow-up survey later on this year, which is also around September as well. And then um, we should uh, look at what's the next step for this SCAMBIS program as we move on. Yes, so congratulations, Oliver, on that unit for the neglected tropical diseases. I really think it's a great step forward for SCABIES and all, all of the um, tropical diseases. I think at that point, I just want to thank you for for speaking with us today, um, and thank you for all your support in implementing this program. It's been a really big effort to get to the whole country, and um, we look forward to seeing what are the results of the final survey later this year. Do you have anything else you want to reflect on at this point? Yeah, so th uh, just to say that uh, thank you very much for having me this time and thank you so much, MCRI, for the support that we received so far. Uh, we are hoping that um, this collaboration will continue until we are really reached our goal. I just want to thank everybody that um, assists us, especially MCRI on SCAMBIS, WHO and KB Institute on EOS and the support of other partners in which we work with up until now. So I think um, it's, 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 uh, it has been a great uh, collaboration. Thanks, Oliver, for your time. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Global Child and Adolescent Health Podcast, produced by Melbourne Children's Global Health, an initiative of the Melbourne Children's Campus. Melbourne Children's Campus is a partnership between the Royal Children's Hospital Melbourne the Department of Paediatrics, the University of Melbourne, and the Murdoch Children's Research Institute. The Melbourne Children's Campus is located on the lands of the Wurundjeri in Nam, Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to join us next time.